What is up, podcast listeners? Thank you for giving me a few moments of your day to listen to this podcast. This is the Matt Baxter Show. I'm your host, Matt Baxter, and this podcast is about purpose, passion, and calling. Super stoked to have you as a listener because we're going to dive into some awesome, intense stories about people who are going through this journey of this thing called life, and we're all just figuring this out together. But seriously, you're giving me a little bit of your time, and I want to make sure it's valuable and worthwhile. So have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was getting this podcast off the ground, we first started as the Wedgecast, evolved into the Matt Baxter Show. There was a lot of questions that we had, like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show in all the different places like Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, Zencaster, all these different places. And yet it just seemed very, very complicated. But the simple thing for us as we began to navigate the waters is the answer to every single one of these questions, questions excuse me, was really simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Yeah, free. And it's ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise in your podcast. That means you can get paid podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, making money. Okay, it's sweet. It's easy. It's not a big cheap plug on an ad, but it's just simple and easy to use. So for us, it's one of the best parts about it is we can do it entirely remote or in studio. So you can record, you've got that really, really high, you know, high in the sky person that you're going to have as a guest on your podcast. You got to do it remote. Anchor is easy to use. You got people who are willing to come to your studio, your house, your office, wherever you're recording it. Boom. Anchor. Love it. Simple, easy, simple and easy to use. So if you ever want to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to hear your podcast. Hi, welcome to the Wedgecast. My name is Matt Baxter. I'm the CEO and founder of Wedge. And I'm sitting here today with Director of Town Acquisition for Spectrum Health, an amazingly large employer in the West Michigan area. And Eric is here today to share some highlights, some trends, and some excitement going on in the recruiting world for you job seekers. So Eric, why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, the recruiting world from your perspective and, and what Spectrum Health is? Awesome. Thank you, Matt. So yeah. we are, Spectrum Health is a health system located in West Michigan. 30,000 employees, 14 hospitals, um, have a robust medical group uh, and a health plan as well, so it's a truly integrated network. And I get the honor of, of leading the talent acquisition team here. Um, right around 1,100 open jobs currently. So you're, you're, uh, your job's full. It's so more jobs, yes, <laughs> plenty. Uh, fill about 130 to 140 each week. So great team downstairs to help us uh, accomplish those goals. So roughly just for people to understand the magnitude of what you guys are trying to do and the system that you guys have, how many people might you have apply on a normal month, say? Which is, I have the figure annually. We can divide it by 12 if we need to. But about 170,000 applications oh, every year. That's about fifty to 60,000 unique applicants each year. So a lot of relationships um, and touch points in those, those interactions. That's awesome, man. Busy, busy, busy with you guys. So one of the things I think a lot of viewers and listeners who are in the job-seeking world would really, really want to know is, you know, what trends are you noticing that might be a little bit different uh, within the last year that, that might be helpful for them to be aware of from your perspective? What, what would that look like? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing with the employment market right now is it really is a, a candidate's market, you know, supply and demand, many jobs and candidates have options. So what that means from 
the employer side is it's a little bit trickier. You know, sure. what is going to be our differentiator, our value propositions? Employers can, you know, raise the, the floor of their wages or, or increase wages, but that only goes so far. And sure. that's finding culture or um, benefits or other other differentiators that you can offer your workforce. For recruiter, man, you got to be good at your job. You yep. have to be a good recruiter. Yep. You have to understand what that means. Um, and skill definitely is a differentiator okay. as far as landing uh, talent. But, but as a job seeker, if you're looking, um, the nice thing is if you're driving down the road, I see it all the time. Hiring now, jobs open. It's all over the place. Sign on yeah. bonus. So uh, there are options which is good if you're looking for a job. Yep, exactly. So I guess on that point, if you were to give maybe a little bit of encouragement to those job seekers out there or maybe the recent grad who's got student loans and they're just trying to book a job as quickly as possible, you know, just, just people out there who might be a little bit discouraged in the whole job seeking market, what, what encouragement would you have for that? Yeah, so even in a candidate's market, it's still tough to get a it's job. Hard. It is hard. I mean, it's tough to find one you like probably too. Exactly. And that's, um, that's definitely so true. Yeah. So it is tough, you know, more often than not, if, you know, 50 people apply to a job, one person gets it, 49 do not. And it can, you know, be easy to feel deflated. Sure. But there are things that you can do to help in that journey to, to, to land a job. So um, I think everyone probably a night before a job interview, let's Google is it, what a behavioral based interview question, what might, might be asked. You know, the thing there is, yes, it is good to go into an interview, be confident, have eye contact, a good handshake, be likable. Um, but really, it starts like further back. It's, okay. it's really about the progressive experiences that you have throughout your life. Sure. So whether that's in school or even a progressive experience can be your job hunt. Yeah. If I'm sitting across from an interviewer, um, I can talk about what, what went into getting me in this seat. How do I approach a job search? Am I on LinkedIn? Am I messaging, hey, I applied to this job. I might reach out to someone at that company. It's yeah. easily searchable and say, hey, I'm interested in learning more. <laughs> Drop my application, just give my interest. Many times you may not hear back, but that's a step that not a lot of exactly. people Exactly. So so what I'm hearing in that is even even for a company like Spectrum, which the name is well, well known, maybe some of the bet for a job seeker trying to get in, whether it's with somebody else or trying to get a recommendation, but that starts not just when you absolutely need a job, but well beforehand to say, hey, you know, I'm, I might be looking for a job six months. Let's grab coffee. Let's have a conversation. Can you help me with my resume? Can you help me maybe share my experience mm -hmm. a little bit better maybe than I know how to? Is that kind of, I want to make yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's so um, critical. This sure. networking, the relationship building, you know, it's not always a natural thing, especially yeah. if you're more introverted, sure. but it's, it's an investment in you, in your career. Um, and even if you don't start it much farther back, you can, you can start it today. Yeah, so exactly. it's, it's like a that. good practice to do. That's cool. So you have been around the HR talent acquisition recruiting world for a little bit of time and you understand sort of the space and obviously you understand the power of networking. Mm -hmm. So if you were to go back in job search 20 years ago, knowing what you know now, mm -hmm. what would you do maybe differently or what would you what would you say you've sort of learned and got a leg up that you understand? Sure. And obviously you love your job now, but what, what, what would you going, going back and doing it all over again? What would you what might that look like? So. It probably changed many things, yeah. but I am very fortunate to be where I am now. Um, but maybe have more of a defined. So, so it's 
when you have the path ahead of you, it's very hard to say. Very few people, I think, say, I want this job in this industry, and this is how I'm going to get there. Yeah. It's much more kind of experiences that, you know, take you on your path that you may not know where you're going to end. But if you can identify a few options, whether it's industry-based, I know this industry is growing. Sure. So after I invest in education and, you know, work experience, that there will be a job for me at the end. So a demand-driven career is a very powerful thing. Sure. So healthcare being an example would be a great, right time. Yeah, would be a great <laughs> one to, to go towards going forward. And then you, you narrow that down to, you know, what field do I want to do? Clinical, non-clinical, and then building experiences. Uh, to support that end goal. But it really, as I mentioned, progressive experiences, just continuing to push yourself throughout your journey, whether it's in school, class projects, whether it's in extracurricular activities, whether it's in internships, whether it's in job shadows, you each one of those steps is investing in yourself, sure. investing yeah, in your story. So then when I am sitting across from an employer and I have a job interview, I can say, hey, this is my story. Yeah. This is why it makes sense for you to hire me. This is why I have this gap in employment, or this is why I made this decision, or this is, you know, why I joined this sure. team or committee, and this is why I would be a value to you. Yeah, so you're framing in the sense of saying, even if you don't necessarily have, you know, three to five years experience or whatever that might be, but it's, it's just as much about how do you craft your story and be able to share that to the point where somebody sitting across from you is looking at you and say, yeah, I want to hire that person. I mean, so it's, it's building the story behind kind of who you are. That is exactly it. And so many times, you know, I'll, I'll have a couple candidates and I may have a candidate that says, I have 10 years of experience. And when I dig into that experience, it's the same one year of experience repeated 10, <laughs> ten times. Ten different times, yeah. <laughs> now, I'm much more intrigued by it, typically by the candidate that maybe has less of the tenure, but more of the interesting experience sure. that show upward mobility, stretch assignments, critical thinking, action orientation, accomplishing goals, results. Okay, we got we got something here that yep. I can work with, and whether yep. I take you left or right, I'm confident that you're going to be able to perform. That's great. And I've got I've got one more question. This is just more out of sheer curiosity. Sure. What would you say is your favorite interview question that might be not typical? What would be something that the candidates or I mean, there's there's the stock questions that tell me yeah. about yourself, the strengths, weaknesses. But what would you, what would you say something that and, and that doesn't have to be your one secret sure. one? But what, what's a fun one that you yeah. can ask? So there's really you know, some of the silly ones or secret ones are fairly useless in my opinion. <laughs> if you were an animal, a color would this be? You know, I keep it like my go-to interview question is a very basic question and it's simply, hey, Matt, can you tell me about your most significant professional accomplishment? Wow, that's a good question. So from there, as a recruiter, whether I'm recruiting for an HR job, an IT job, a clinical job, I can take that question 30 ways. Yeah. If I need to assess your IT acumen, as you describe this accomplishment, I can hone into IT skills. Sure. If I need to assess project management acumen, as you work through your example, I can hit you with follow-ups around project management, computer skills, leadership ability. Interviewing is dynamic, yep. and you know many times you're going to have your canned first response, but as the interviewer, 
I'm going to hit two or three and then hopefully get you comfortable and natural and really assess, you know, what you've done to date. So that's my go-to most significant professional accomplishment. And then I hit, and then hit, from the, there, hit the follow-up question. That's great. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Well, it's been great. Eric, thanks for having us. Thanks for uh, being on the show. And we're, we're excited to have you alongside and just fired up to continue the conversation moving forward. So, yeah, thanks for thanks for everybody listening. And, Eric, thanks for – Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. Well done. Yeah, take That's care. Fun. You got it.